1: Hey is that hey, Mr. Nathan? Hey sir. You can hey, hear can you me? me? Oh, I can hear you. Good. Yeah. Let me get situated here. Kelly, how are you?
2: I'm hanging in.
0: (laughs) Well, you're not on the road today.
2: I'm not. I shouldn't be anymore. Hopefully, I'm done with that. So, I thought about going in early today, and then I was like, it's too hard to find parking and everything, so...
0: Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's right. You got Buddha behind you or somebody. Who's that behind you there
2: on the wall? Yeah, it's it's a Thai Buddha. Well, that's the Thai
1: Buddha. Buddha. Thai Thai Buddha.
2: He's the skinny one.
0: Son of the seventh son.
1: What?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm hanging in. I'm still having the stomach issues, so I'm um. I'm meet with my doctor tomorrow, and we'll see how that goes. But it's just kind of put a damper on the whole week. But
1: yeah, usually, it's uh, what can you not digest that's happening in the wor- in your life. And that's what it is in my world, anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I looked up the Louise Hay thing, and I was like. <sighs> I hate how accurate that is sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you can't escape, can you? No.
2: Uh, but oh well, so yeah, so we'll see. And I'm just tired of doctors. I've been in doctors nonstop for the last year. So I'm like, I'm I'm ready to be done with it. But
1: <coughs> yeah, the hard part is to check in with the real doctor, the doctor within, and uh we we nobody told us how to do that, but he he she knows more about what's going on than any doctor outside. Yeah, it's just that we've been trained the other way. Ah, oh, somebody knows me better than me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I always go, but then I always like meditate on whatever they tell me before I do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, good, good. Once they give you a chance, talk yourself
2: out of it, or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See if it just feels right. See if they. You know. yeah, I see. But I will say I do like my current doctor, so that's the good news. Um, he's um, a, a doctor. He's very, in
1: a state yeah. State.
2: Well, I'm in a I'm in a, a medical group. Um, and they're in my insurance plan, but I actually still have to pay like a an annual fee with them, which is like. I'll say, like, $125 or $150 for the annual fee. But they run like no other doctor's office I've ever seen. Um, they literally, like, you wait in the waiting room, and then the doctor comes out and gets you, and then you have, like, a 30-minute appointment with the doctor. There's no in-between nurses, and the doctor, like, literally, you sit in his office for, like, 30 minutes with him and talk. It
1: sounds like Mexico, yeah.
2: yeah so it's nice so it's very collaborative you know it's not like him just going oh that you know here i'm just fixing you really fast he'll be like so what do you think and how's things going on in your life and how's that affecting you and da 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 yeah and so it's
0: you do any fasting or anything
2: yeah i can't I've, i've tried fasting right now and i can't like it makes me like 10 times sicker wow yeah so um Right now, it's and then that's and that's a challenge for me because I tend to overeat. And it's like right now, the one thing that's making me feel good is if I keep like starches in my stomach. And I'm like, but I don't want to eat starches all day,
1: <laughs> sure <laughs> tastes good. Yeah. It's one of those fantasies, isn't it? There, uh, Jack, yeah, you bet. <laughs> oh. Susan, you look different today.
2: How's that? I don't
0: know. Just some, you look—you just look different.
2: I say, do you usually have your hair down in front like that? I think your hair is different. I don't know. Maybe it's back. I yeah. don't know. I
3: mean, it's the same. <laughs> I'm just rushed this morning. Just rushing, rushing.
0: Got <laughs> that rush look, huh?
3: Yeah. You wear it well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a busy week here. Yeah. Back in, back in Texas
1: or you, you already moved?
3: No, I'm in Larkspur with my daughter and her family still.
1: Moving, We've been
3: huh? yeah, we got them moved over here to this new place and now we're settling it, you know, getting all the boxes unpacked and oh settled God. in. Boy, you're
1: so earning your salt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I know I gotta earn heat. <laughs> so
0: <laughs>
1: a busy week.
3: How's everybody doing?
1: Trying to stay in the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, that's it.
3: Oh, I did not even I seen the news. Is there a hurricane coming oh, your is way? Is
2: there a real hurricane there or is that just a, a
1: figure
0: of speech? Are you shaking things up down there Nathan or are they shaking you up? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Normal normal Fair, I think that's what I signed up for. Yeah. Normal what? Normal fare.
2: Fair. <laughs> In Mexico, what is Reverend Tony wants to know? What's the name of the girl that he dated that you know?
1: Okay, check it out. And Marta McDonald, uh, uh, but you know, that's probably her married name. Marta was her name, she but she's about 80 years old now. I don't know. Uh, that's what she said that, yeah, she knew Tony, but uh. She's eighty, I bet. Yeah, I think she just turned eighty. How old was Tony?
0: He had a birthday not too long ago, right? What? Tony? Didn't Tony have a birthday not too long ago?
2: Yeah, he did. He just turned sixty-five. Sixty-five?
1: Sixty-five. He might have been robbing the cradle. She probably was. She's an old hippie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was saying he he generally not all, but I will say he does have a tendency to date older. So mm. I so would
0: sixty-five.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So when did he turn sixty-five?
2: Just this spring, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh gee. <clears throat> oh, you know, I was I turned sixty five in May, so we're we're pretty close there. Yeah, <laughs> we are, yeah.
1: Five two. Mm. Good old five two. Yeah, a bunch of goats. Yeah. All right, there. watch it.
0: <laughs> we don't have to insult him. Yeah,
1: but they're really good goats, you know? Oh, yeah. Good goats, okay. I feel better now.
2: <laughs> yeah, <sure>. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I got to I'm trying to find a comfortable position. I haven't quite found it yet today. That's okay. So yeah, and I I got to speak yesterday or yes not yesterday Sunday I was the speaker at Sunday service so that was nice. I did um, one of the things I've really tried to focus on since I've been here is trying to get people doing um, teachings that are very practical because a lot of them tend to be very you know very academic when they're speaking and I'm like guys if, if we're going to grow you got to make it interesting for people. <laughs> so. um I know, like, sorry. I've gotten in trouble a couple times when I've told them parts of the service were a little boring. Like, oops, sorry. I guess I was a little too honest there. Um, I did, I I called the hamster wheel friend or foe. And um, I talked basically about time management and the course talks about to start your day off right. Um, Basically, it talks about having ritual. Um, but it says, you know, don't make a God out of the ritual, but you know, have ritual. And so that's, that's, I didn't talk you on that. It went, it's funny because it's like, I'll be talking. I think I'm totally focused on one thing and I'll just make some side comment. And then at the end of the talk, everybody gives like discusses your talk, mm. which I've never seen in a church, but that's what we do. <laughs> and, um, it's funny cause the stuff they comment on is stuff like, I didn't even think I was, comment like spoke about it hardly and that's what they all focused on so, um it was kind of funny, the one thing that everybody commented on i made a side comment about um i'd gone on spiritualsingles.com for a little bit trying to you know find a date and this one guy i was like oh i wonder who's saying course in miracles this one guy literally like when i texted him he touched back and was like oh so you know for the last 10 years i've spent at least five minutes in my practice with God every hour for the last 10 years, and I've not missed a day. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, this, this guy's way too, too obsessive, and he has no life, you know? But it was funny, because everybody in the discussion focused on but I had been on spiritualsingles.com. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Well, does that? Does that tell you a little bit about how Special relationships are so important in our lives.
1: hmm <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we're on is special relationships and relationships. I mean it's all yeah. perfect. I think we all are right read on target, you know. It just well, yep.
0: well you guys you guys missed missed out on at least the beginnings of the big sexual talks in class.
3: I figured I'd <laughs> miss all that, darn it.
0: Yeah, we started we started that this this last Sunday.
3: Cause there's not a big section on it. Doesn't it's just that section no. in the beginning. And I wanted to hear what everybody had to say. Damn. Is it? Is it still? Do you know if there's more to come or is it done? I
0: think. I think there still is some. Yeah. Are you gonna be there this Sunday or? or uh, yeah. Be yes.
3: I get back Thursday
0: night. Yeah. It was very interesting. Uh, I, I I think there's there's probably more discussion to be had.
3: Good. We did. We there's didn't some- solve all
0: the problems Sunday. So. It's a nice Did you just talk about Nathan and me some more? You were the topic of
2: the discussion. What do you mean? I'm in San Francisco. I'm like, any talks you guys have about sex are so calm. I'm like, <laughs> it wouldn't faze me. Probably. Probably. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff in there that I really wanted to um, touch on, and I was hoping, I actually thought that it was in this book with the pearls, so I wanted to find out that was, you know, all edited. Yep. All edited.
0: We had some good some good discussions, some good talks, and uh, some folks had some real good uh, insights, so uh, I was really, really pleased with last Sunday.
3: Yeah, it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you just a quick question? Did you get? Did you touch on the subject of homosexuality? No, not yet. Okay. No, we yeah. have. Okay. I
0: guess. I guess if that's to come, then we still got that to cover. So.
3: I was
2: just, well, you guys are just experts now. You could talk about the bisexual and the polyamorous too. Bring that up and rile them all up. <laughs> but
0: sure. when, you, when you when you get all that in perspective of the course, you know, it, all it is is just talk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's just deception, that's all, distraction, <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> we use it for what we want to use it for. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's interesting, because I, um. Everything happened this week, actually, on Sunday, it was it was my first board meeting, I just finally got added to the board, they didn't, they didn't want to add me for like a year and a half, I'm like, okay, it just seemed odd to me, I was like, I'm your assistant minister, but okay, um, <laughs> But they were like the agreement when I got hired was that they would pay my rent. Well, my rent's gone up and I haven't gotten an increase. Mm. And um, at the time I didn't ask for it cause we were going through the move and you know, but um, I said something because I, I, I use my pay as a ministerial housing allowance. That way I don't pay taxes on it. And mm. one of the guys recommended they give me a raise bigger than my rent. Miami was only like, yeah, like, $80, but I was like, you know, it was still more my rent. And somebody says, I said, well, you know, I've got my storage shed went up too. I had somebody like went ballistic almost in the meeting that they are not paying for me to have a storage shed and that's stupid and I'm hanging on to stuff and da, 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 I was like, for somebody who just says it's all about love and everything's neutral, it's just funny to watch how they get triggered and they'll say, Oh, all my re-, this person will say, Oh, all my relationships are holy.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. And then
2: they went off on me about having a storage shed. And I was like, I don't think this is a very holy relationship right now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you're making <clears throat> but I appreciate that.
0: I <laughs> just don't want to see your perspective do they?
2: no yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's somebody who everything's neutral and there's no judgment unless you disagree with me.
0: That's how it goes. That's how it, we're good at that.
2: We do oh, that. We're, we're very good at it. <laughs> Nathan, you look like it's too early for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, actually, I got up around four this morning. Uh, uh, about normal, I guess. Some I'm right on top. I'm just wondering where we left off last.
2: We left off on perception in the two worlds, which is 343 yeah. for the regular and 367 okay. for the pocket. And no, number, I have no clue what for the large edition, but
1: number five the perception
2: in the two today. World. I don't think.
0: Okay, where where is it in your book, Susan? <laughs>
2: well, I'm using the Kindle. I mean, oh. I'm using my iPad yeah yeah i don't know if you have jack have you seen the large print i mean it's it's like carrying around a few bricks with you
0: well yeah. i mean i've got the circle of its home and that's big enough brick as it is
2: yeah really I i'm feeling it i think it's a tad lighter possibly than the large oh, really? print. yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm like seeing her holding it i'm like yeah. Think I
0: <laughs> well i keep thinking i can i can stay up longer at night when i'm reading that one and uh Dang thing gets a so heavy. <laughs> Tires me out. Just to read it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Hold on to it.
2: <clears throat> okay, so it'll be, everybody's got it, perception in the two worlds? Me, Jack, Nathan, Susan? Okay. Okay. Huh. I like the first sentence. I'm like, I'm done for the day. God established his relationship with you to make you happy and nothing you do not or sorry nothing you do which does not share his purpose can be real the purpose god ascribed to anything is its only function because of his reason for creating his relationship with you the function of relationships <laughs> is forever to make happy and nothing else to fulfill this function you relate to the creations as to your creations as god to his Ooh, there's that whole your creations again. Yep,
0: yep, sure. Mm -hmm.
2: For nothing God created is apart from happiness, and nothing God created but would extend happiness as its creator did. Whatever fulfills this function not cannot be real.
0: Whatever fulfills this function not cannot be real. (laughs) Real. In this world, it is impossible to create, yet it is possible to make happy. Now, that's an interesting interesting thing right there, because I guess it talks about our creations are going on apart from what we're experiencing in this experience. Okay. So in this world, it is impossible to create, yet it is possible to make happy. We have said repeatedly that the Holy Spirit would not deprive you of your special relationships, but would transform them. And by that, all that is meant is that he will restore to them the function given them by God. The function you have given them is clearly not to make happy. there's an interesting one. But the holy relationship shares God's purpose rather than aiming to make a substitute for it. Every special relationship which you have which you have made, is a substitute for God's will and glorifies yours instead of his
1: because of the delusion that they are different. Mm -hmm. You have made very real relationships, even in this world, which you do not recognize, simply because you have raised their substitutes to such predominance that when truth calls to you, as it does constantly, you answer with a substitute. Every special relationship which you have ever undertaken has as its fundamental purpose the aim of occupying your mind so completely that you will not hear the call for truth. In a sense, the special relationship was the ego's answer to the creation of the Holy Spirit, who was God's answer to the separation. For although the ego did not understand what had been created, it was aware of threat.
3: The whole defense system which the ego evolved to protect the separation <laughs> the Spirit was in response to the gift which God blessed it and by his blessing enabled it to be healed. This blessing holds within itself the truth about everything. And the truth is that the Holy Spirit is in close relationship with you because in him is your relationship with God restored to you. The relationship with him has never been broken because the Holy Spirit has not been separate from anyone since the separation. And through him have all your holy relationships been carefully preserved to serve God's purpose for you.
2: The ego is hyper alert to threat, and the part of your mind into which the ego was accepted is very anxious to preserve its reason as it sees. Does not realize that that it is totally insane. And you must realize just what this means if you would be restored to sanity. The insane protect their thought systems, but they do so insanely. (laughs) And all their defenses are as insane as what they are supposed to protect. The separation has nothing in it, no part, no reason, and no attribute that is not insane. And its protection is part of it, insane as the whole. The special relationship, which is its chief defense, must therefore be insane.
0: You have but little you have but little difficulty now in realizing that the thought system which the special relationship protects is but a system of delusions. You recognize, at least in general terms, that the ego is insane. Yet the special relationship still seems to you somehow to be different. Yet we have looked at it far closer than in many other aspects of the ego's thought system, which you have been more willing to let go. While this one remains, you will not let the others go for this one is not different. Retain this one. And you have retained the whole. That's a, yeah, I
1: can. it is essential to realize that all defenses do what they would defend. The underlying basis for their effectiveness is that they offer what they defend. What they defend is placed in them for safekeeping, and as they operate, they bring it to you. Every defense operates by giving gifts, and the gift is always a miniature of the thought system the defense protects, set in a golden frame. The frame is very elaborate, all set with jewels and deeply carved and polished. Its purpose is to be of value in itself and to divert your attention from what it encloses. But the frame without the picture you cannot have. Defenses operate to make you think you can.
3: The special relationship has the most imposing and deceptive frame of all the defenses the ego uses. Its thought system is offered here surrounded by a frame so heavy and so elaborate that the picture is almost obliterated by its imposing structure. <laughs> the frame are woven all sorts of fanciful and fragmented illusions of love set with dreams of sacrifice and self-aggrandizement and interlaced with gilded threads of self-destruction. The glitter of blood shines like rubies and the tears are faceted like diamonds and gleam in the dim light in which the offering is made
2: trying a note myself. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> Look at the picture. Do not let the frame distract you. Hmm. This gift is given you for your damnation, and if you take it, you will believe that you are damned. You cannot have the frame without the picture. What you value is the frame, for there you see no conflict. Yet the frame is only the wrapping for the gift of conflict. The frame is not the gift. Be not deceived by the most superficial aspects of this thought system. For these aspects, enclose the whole, complete in every aspect. Death lies in this glittering gift. Let not your gaze dwell on the hypnotic gleaming of the frame. Look at the picture and realize that death is offered you.
0: That is why the holy instant is so important in the defense of truth. The truth itself needs no defense, but you do need defense against your own acceptance of the gift of death. When you who are truth accept an idea so dangerous to truth, you threaten truth with destruction. your Your defense must now be undertaken to keep truth whole. The power of heaven, the love of God, the tears of Christ, and the joy of his eternal spirit are marshaled to defend you from your own attack. For you attack them, being part of them, and they must save you for they love themselves.
1: The holy instant is a miniature of heaven, sent you from heaven. It is a picture too, set in a frame, yet if you accept this gift, you will not see the frame at all because the gift can only be accepted through your willingness to focus all your attention on the picture. The holy instant is a miniature of eternity, is a picture of timelessness, set in a frame of time, If you focus on the picture, you will realize that it was only the frame that made you think it was a picture. Without the frame, the picture is seen as what it represents. For as the whole thought system of the ego lies in its gifts, so the whole of heaven lies in this instant, barred from eternity and set in time for you.
3: Two gifts are offered you. Each is complete and cannot be partially accepted. Each is a picture of all that you can have seen very differently. You cannot compare their value by comparing a picture to a frame. It must be the pictures only that you compare or the comparison is wholly without meaning. Remember that it is the picture that is the gift. And only on this basis are you really free to choose. Look at the pictures, both of them. One there's a tiny picture, hard to see at all, beneath the heavy shadows of its enormous and disproportionate enclosure. The other is lightly framed and hung in light, lovely to look upon for what it is.
2: (laughs) You who have tried so hard and are still trying to fit the better picture into the wrong frame and so combine what cannot be combined, Mm -hmm. accept this and be glad. These pictures are each framed perfectly for what they represent. One is framed to be out of focus and not seen. The other is framed for perfect clarity. The picture of darkness and of death grows less convincing as you search it out amid its wrappings. As each senseless stone, which seems to shine in darkness from the frame, is exposed to light, it becomes dull and lifeless and ceases to distract you from the picture and finally you look upon the picture itself seeing at last that unprotected by the frame it has no meaning
0: the other picture is lightly framed for time cannot contain eternity this is no there is no distraction here the picture of heaven and eternity grows more convincing as you look at it And now, by real comparison, a transformation of both pictures can at last occur. And each is given its rightful place, when both are seen in relation to each other. The dark picture brought to light is not perceived as fearful. But the fact that it is just a picture is brought home at last. And what you see there, you will recognize as what it is. A picture of what you thought was real and nothing more. For beyond this picture, you will see nothing.
1: The picture of light, Mm -hmm. clear cut and unmistakable contrast, is transformed into what lies beyond the picture. As you look on this, you realize that it is not a picture, but a reality. This is no figured representation of the thought system, but the thought itself what it represents is there the frame fades gently and God rises to your remembrance offering you the whole of creation in exchange for your little picture wholly without value and entirely deprived of meaning
3: as God descends into his rightful place and you to yours you will experience again the meaning of relationship and know it to be true let us ascend in peace together to the father by giving him ascendance in our minds gain everything by giving him the power and the glory and keeping no illusions of where they are. They are in us through his ascendance. What he has given is his. It shines in every part of him as in the whole. The whole reality of your relationship with him lies in our relationship to one another. The holy instant shines alike on all relationships, for in it they are one. For here is only healing, already complete and perfect. Where here is God, and where He is, only the perfect and complete can be. Hmm. <clears throat> question Can you have a holy relationship with someone who isn't having one with you? Does that make sense? <laughs> Good question. I keep wondering about this.
2: <clears throat> yeah, it, it's like logically I'm thinking no, but at the same time I'm thinking the course teaches that the answer is yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, and I, I think it's, you know, I'm thinking how, how do I define them differently and it's, you know, it, to me the whole relationships a lot of like what am I using it for. <laughs> So in that sense, it really wouldn't matter what the other person is <clears throat> doing or mm-hmm. saying because it, or, or what they're thinking. If I'm using the holy relationship, if I'm using the relationship to see God in them and to see God in everything, at least on my side of it, it's a holy relationship. Yeah. But, you know, it's like I, th- I think of the terms of like, you know, I I think we think of relationship in terms of how we think of it and, you know. English language that it's, it's, it's a joint thing. And I don't think it's as joint when it comes to the course.
0: I guess, I guess to me, there, there is nothing but the holy relationship, but uh, everything else is just distraction, uh, deception, whatever you want to say. I have a choice as to whether or not I want to, participate in a relationship as a holy relationship or if I want to keep it separate. And, and it's my, I feel like it's my responsibility to open myself up to be willing to allow spirit to guide me into my awareness of the holy relationship because that's all there really is. Um and so if I want to continue to be separate and apart from that, I'm going to choose to do that. So I can't make anybody else do that. I can't push anybody that way. But I can I can allow myself to be, you know, moved towards that awakening. Mm-hmm. And and be, and that's why it continues to say in the course that you know you're searching and your willingness to be guided will be also a guiding light for others. Yeah. Okay. That's good. yeah. So, uh, you know, you're not responsible for that other person, but that other person will respond by seeing that in you, regardless of whether you see how they're responding or not.
3: Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: Uh, good. I, I have, I, was there any more on
2: that? Nathan, were you about to say something on that, or?
1: Uh, what uh, what I see with the special relationships when when the bubble kind of uh, the burst with me on that, it, I look at relationships now as all on the same line, same playing field. It's a level playing field, whereas before I looked at relationships put them up on a pedestal or down below or whatever. And now every, that's thats how I have come to see relationships now is all the same. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. I, I, I'm
0: kind of curious what, what you mean by look at them as all the same. Well,
1: okay. Is
0: all relationships? Is that what you're
1: saying? All relationships, you know, really are that. They're all sacred encounters, and so I'm not going to put one up above another one. Yeah, they're, they're on the same wavelength, if you will. Or um, I, 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 I'm not not seeing one above and another one below. You, you know, it's just. You know, I, I,
0: yeah I, I kind of see that I, I guess what I'm hearing is I'm hearing that you're slowly uh, you're, you're slowly getting your judgment out of relationships.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. allowing the yeah. acceptance,
0: yeah the oneness
1: to come through Yeah,
0: yeah yeah.
3: But it's also nurturing the love that you feel, right for one person equally
1: mm-hmm yeah you're not you're not holding ah this special love over here for this one right. or that one you know right. I think we've got contracts here in this this life that we to transfer energy or something and but I don't think of that I, I, I'm relating that to for instance my grandson I think we kind of have a contractor to, to, to share information <clears throat> I still don't want to go there to think, ah, oh, it's a special, you know, person over here. No, it's like you, you're born into a family. You got certain lessons and certain things you pass on to them, but, mm-hmm. uh, the, really and truly it's not any different than your housekeeper or somebody, you know, it's yeah on, on that level. You know, the housekeeper, you got a contract with them too, you know, from probably middle of life. So,
3: that's a lot to work on every day.
0: You know, I, I, um, I, I look, at, uh, look at things. I, um, I know that I don't have a choice to love someone or not love someone. In, in the true, as God defines love, love is. And I don't have a choice there because that's what I am also in reality. So I don't have a choice there but i don't have to like in this experience i don't have to like what i'm seeing in others i don't have to like you know necessarily being or experiencing you know or whatever with others but but i have to love them and i i have to keep that in my heart uh because if i if i forget that i i i continue to drop down into the unawareness Of oneness, so that helps. That helps buoy me up, I guess, so to speak, Uh, and and reminding me that oneness is love. And uh, I don't, I don't have to continue uh, certain relationships. I don't have to continue But guess what? In all, what all eventually comes around is that I will, I will be awakened to understanding what that relationship was all about in the sense of how i allowed it to be mm-hmm. what i chose this relationship to be and and i will i will eventually awaken to that and the the deceptive parts i can let go of eventually because i will understand them but i'm just participating in this experience in this illusion mm-hmm. and 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 i'm like you guys i have to i have to balance those things out and and weigh them and see what I'm doing because I'm I'm a lost spirit in this experience, trying to figure it out. And but I I have to come back to my heart of hearts and and understand that that I am love and and there is only oneness. And 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 then I can begin to open up to allowing spirit to help me to understand this confusion that that I'm experiencing. So uh, don't judge, I mean, I I have to remind myself, don't don't judge yourself for whatever choices or decisions you make because they, you're here now where you are simply because of all those choices that you made. Hmm. And, and, and I'm, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm glad I made them for whatever happened (laughs) because I'm here now and I'm, I'm glad that I'm experiencing and, and realizing that awakening awakening is ahead of me. So I don't, I try not to judge my choices. I know I'm going to make mistakes. Well, I don't call them mistakes. I'm just going to call them unloving judgments and unloving decisions, but, but I'm going to make them. Yep. And I'm just going to try not, my best not to judge myself more. And that makes any sense. I, don't. Yep. I
2: was to say, is that, help you any Susan or what's your thoughts on
3: that no I, I agree with everything that everyone is saying I, I really do I think that it's got to it's what comes from you it's not what comes back regarding a holy relationship it's what's in your own head and heart and mind
2: Yeah. <clears throat> okie-dokie well, let's move on to the next section I think we're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do two sections just start. They're long, and then we'll do the break. And then we actually have four sections, but the last four sections are like, they're all a lot shorter. So I think that'll probably work. But we got another long section, three and a half pages. So. And I think it's my turn.
0: Um, I don't know who read last.
2: Yeah, I think Susan did. I think. I think so. So, so, so the healed relationship. The Holy Relationship is the expression of the Holy Instant in living in this world. Like everything about salvation, the Holy Instant is a practical device witnessed to by its results. The Holy Instant never fails. The experience of it is always felt, yet without expression it is not remembered. The holy relationship is a constant reminder of the experience in which the relationship became what it is. And as the unholy relationship is a continuing hymn of hate and praise of its maker, so is the holy relationship a happy song of praise to the Redeemer of relationships.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: The holy relationship. A major step towards the perception of the real world. The whole okay, I'm sorry, I I I, in my mind I was reading it wrong. The holy relationship, a major step towards the perception of the real world, is learned in this experience. It is learned. It is the old unholy relationship transformed and seen anew. The holy relationship is a phenomenal teaching accomplishment. In its aspects, as it begins, develops, and becomes accomplished, it represents the reversal of the unholy relationship. Be comforted in this. In this, The only difficult phase is the beginning. Oh, so true. For here, the goal of a relationship is abruptly shifted to the exact opposite of what it was. <clears throat> This is the first result of offering the relationship
1: to the Holy Spirit to use for His purposes. This invitation is accepted immediately, and the Holy Spirit wastes no time in introducing the practical results of asking Him to enter. At once, His goal is replaced yours. This is accomplished very rapidly, but it makes the relationship seem disturbed, disjunctive, and even quite distressing. The reason is quite clear, for the relationship as it is, is out of line with its own goal and clearly unsuited to the purpose which has been accepted for it. In its, un, in, it <clears throat> in its unholy condition, your goal was all that seemed to give it meaning. Now that seems to make no sense. Many relationships have been broken off at this point in the pursuit of the old goal reestablished in another relationship. For once, the unholy relationship has accepted the goal of holiness. It can never again be what it was.
3: The temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense with this shift in goals, for the relationship has not be, has not as yet been changed sufficiently to make its former goal completely without attraction, and its structure is threatened by the recognition of its inappropriateness for meeting its new purpose. The conflict between the goal and the structure of the relationship is so apparent that they cannot coexist. Yet now the goal will not be changed. Set firmly in the unholy relationship, there is no course except to change the relationship to fit the goal. Until this happy solution is seen and accepted as the only way out of the conflict, the relationship seems to be severely strained.
2: It would not be kinder to shift the goal more slowly the contrast would be obscured and the ego given time to reinterpret each slow step according to its liking. Only a radical shift in purpose could induce a complete change of mind about what the whole relationship is for. As this change develops and is finally accomplished, it grows increasingly beneficent or sorry, beneficent and joyous. But at the beginning the situation is experiences very precarious a relationship undertaken by two individuals for their unholy purposes suddenly has holiness as its goal as these two contemplate their relationship from the point of view of this new purpose they are inevitably appalled their perception of the relationship may even become quite disorganized and yet the formal organization of this percept- of their perception no longer serves the purpose they have agreed to meet.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> this is the time for faith. You let this goal be set for you. You let this goal be set for you. That was an act of faith. Do not abandon faith, nor that the rewards, nor that, the rewards of faith are being entered I'm not sure I understood that do yeah. no...
2: try the word now instead of nor so
0: now okay do not abandon faith okay thank you do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced if you believe the Holy Spirit was there to accept the relationship why would you now not still believe that he is there to purify what he has taken under his guidance. Have faith in each other in what but seems to be a trying time. The goal is set, and your relationship has sanity as its purpose. For now you find yourself in an insane relationship, recognized
1: as such in the light of its goal. Now, the ego counsels thus. Substitute for this another relationship to which your former goal was quite appropriate. You can escape from your distress only by getting rid of each other. Mm -hmm. You need not part entirely if you choose not to do so, but you must exclude major areas of fantasy from each other to save your sanity. Mm -hmm. You're not this. Have faith in him who answered you. He heard. Has he not been very explicit in his answer? You are not now wholly insane. Can you deny that he has given you a most explicit statement? Now he asks for faith, a little longer, even in bewilderment. For this will go, and you will see the justification of, for your faith emerge to bring you shining conviction. Abandon him not now, nor each other. This relationship has been reborn as holy
3: accept with gladness what you do not understand and explain to you as you perceive its purpose work in it as its purpose work in it to make it holy you will find many opportunities to blame each other for the failure of your relationship or it will seem at times to have no purpose a sense of aimlessness will come to haunt you and to remind you of all the ways you once sought for satisfaction and thought you found it oh dear <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not my, my, um, <laughs> okay, but forget, forget not now. The misery you really found, and do not now breathe life into your failing egos. For your relationship has not been disrupted; it has been saved. Ah. Uh,
2: You are very new in the ways of salvation and think you have lost your way. Your way is lost, but think not this is loss. (laughs) In your newness, remember that you have started again together and take each other's hand to walk together along a road far more familiar than you now believe. Is it not certain that you will remember a goal unchanged throughout eternity? People mm. chosen, but the goal of God, which your true intent was never absent.
0: Throughout the sonship is the song of freedom heard in joyous echo of your choice. You have joined with many in the holy instant, and they have joined with you. Think not your choice will leave you comfortless, for God Himself has blessed your holy relationship. Join in his blessing, and withhold not yours upon it, for all it needs now is your blessing, that you may see that in it rests salvation. Condemn salvation not, for it has come to you, and welcome it together, for it has come to join you together in a relationship in which all the sonship is together blessed."
1: who undertook together to invite the Holy Spirit into your relationship. He could not have entered otherwise. Although you may have made many mistakes since then, you have also made enormous efforts to help him do his work. And he has not been liking in appreciation for all you have done for him, nor does he see the mistakes at all. Have you been similarly grateful to each other? Have you consistently appreciated the good efforts and overlooked mistakes? Or has your appreciation flickered and grown dim in what seemed to be the light of the mistakes? You are now entering upon a campaign to blame each other for the discomfort of the situation in which you find yourselves. <laughs> and by this lack of thanks and gratitude, you make yourselves unable to express the holy instant, and thus you lose sight of it. Oh, wow.
3: The experience of an instant, however compelling it may be, is easily forgotten if you allow time to close over it. It must be kept shining and gracious in your awareness of time, but not concealed within it. The instant remains, but where are you? To give thanks to each other is to appreciate the holy instant and thus enable its results to be accepted and shared. To attack each other is not to lose the instant, but to make it powerless in its effects you have received the holy instant but you have established a condition in which you cannot use it as a result you do not realize that it is still with, it is with you still and by cutting yourself off from its expression you have denied yourself its benefit you reinforce this every time you attack each other for the attack must blind you to yourself and it is impossible to deny yourself It is impossible to deny yourself and recognize what has been given and received
2: by you. Stand together in the holy presence of truth itself. Here is the goal together with you. Think you not the goal itself will gladly arrange the means for its accomplishment. It is just the same discrepancy between the purpose that has been accepted and the means as they stand now, which seems to make you suffer, but which makes heaven glad. If heaven were outside you, you could not share in its gladness. Yet because it is within, the gladness too is yours. You are joined in purpose, but remain still separate and divided on the means.
0: Yet the goal is fixed, firm and unalterable, and the means will surely fall in place because the goal is sure. And you will share the gladness of the sonship that it is so. As you begin to recognize and accept the gifts you have so freely given to each other, you will also accept the effects of the holy instant and use them to correct all your mistakes and free you from their results. In learning this, you will also you have you will have also learned how to release all the sonship and offer it in gladness and thanksgiving to him who gave you your release, and who would extend it through you.
1: Hmm. I like that. Hmm. Reminds me of Susan's question, you know, can, you know, one person ask the Holy Spirit, I want this relationship that I've made special, be a holy relationship, and what's going to happen to that? I, I give it up. I give the offer of the relationship up to the Holy Spirit to be be transformed into a holy relationship, and I'm only responsible for my own mm, behavior, my own perception and projections there. the partner they they've got their own agenda too. they accept it or they don't if they even if they did accept it. And it's still going to go through this process here of an unstable situation because the goal is completely different than what it was. So the relationship can't stand on the foundation that it once could at all. And it's almost like it's the world is completely, you know, the poles are actually reversed. North and south become opposite almost. And trying to hang on to that globe is, uh, you know, I... I haven't been able to hang on to it it just seems like to me it just uh it's completely opposite.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh even though I would want the relationship to be a holy relationship uh and it probably will if I take time out of the the mix you know and you look into a future life or something I'm sure all relationships will eventually be that although in this time span here I don't think uh, all of them are going to do that, and if they don't, that's okay. You know, it's just a matter of a confusion of time, isn't it?
2: Hmm. Bye. I'm just having this thought. If we, I wonder if we, within our perception, can even tell what is a holy or a special relationship. Good question. You know, I mean, it's because uh, oh, I'm thinking. am yeah. you know Talking, I totally believe in soul contracts, and I'm like, you know, maybe at the soul level, it's a holy relationship, but it's not. You know, we don't perceive it that way. Mm-hmm. And, what do you mean, well,
0: soul contracts?
2: The concept of soul contracts is and Nathan and kind I of talked about earlier, without using that language. It's the idea of, like, on a spiritual level, my soul has made an agreement with your soul that we're going to learn some lesson together. So like when that was first introduced to me, somebody said to me, they said, you need to be really, it was, it was right when I was starting to go through my divorce, I'd suffered from my husband. And they said, you need to be thankful for him. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be thankful for him. And they said, he agreed to be the asshole husband that you needed to learn forgiveness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: And so it's that idea of like, whether it's a preincarnate decision or whether it's this on the spiritual level that we're not aware of, that- you know, the, the part of me that's showing up as me and the part of you that's showing up as you made an agreement to support each other in our spiritual journey.
1: I, I, I agree with that too. I think that we we, we do come here with those, these certain contracts. And that being said, a contract has a beginning and an end. And who am I to say this contract with this person is supposed to last two minutes or 20 years, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when you turn it over to spirit and then eventually, you know, uh, life's gonna show you really clearly. Hey, I, I think it's. I think this this horse is a dead horse now. You know, <laughs> he doesn't ride anymore or whatever. You know. Well, I'm gonna step out on a limb there,
0: uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't agree with it. <laughs> I don't agree with, because to me. It's like deciding to live in the past. Okay.
3: Deciding to what?
0: Live in the past. Mm-hmm. It's like agreements. I mean, either you awaken, you allow yourself to be awakened by spirit and don't bring the past into it. Okay. Or you decide to bring the past into it and, and allow it to continue to influence you. Uh, to me, that's just me I can agree with somebody, I can say I agree with somebody in the past, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but when it comes, when the rubber meets the road, who am I going to listen to? Am I going to listen to my past thoughts, or am I going to listen to, to the guidance of the Holy Spirit? I, I just can't go there. Uh, I, I have to go with the guidance of the Holy Spirit at the moment.
3: Well, soul contracts don't have anything to do with looking at the past.
0: Oh, well. I would tend to disagree, but
3: okay, let's say
2: it. Let's I mean, yeah, they're, they're framed in language of past, but I mean, there is no past, but they're mm-hmm. framed in that language. But I would say that a soul contract is not going to be in conflict with Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just like we have teachers, you know, in school, you know, and, and then you have another teacher, you know, uh, we're caught in this time web of time that we like to run on, but but that's like a kind of your first grade teacher was not your second grade teacher, you know. Probably.
0: Well, I look. I guess I. I guess the way that came across to me was that okay. So we'll just keep on. We'll we'll keep on uh, extending this this deception and and delusion from one teacher to another. You know, it's like well, if this teacher believes that, well, she's going to teach that and pass it on and pass it on the next one. Yeah. Uh, I'm having trouble, I'm not, I'm, 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 and I'm not saying anybody's wrong or anything, because there is no wrong right here. I'm just trying to, I, I can't put it into my picture, okay, because I I have, since I've been understanding the course better, I have been trying to let go of anything that is that can influence me from my past thinking and trying to open up myself to just... Reestablishing my communication with Holy Spirit, who is going to, I believe, guide me in the moment. Yeah. Now, doesn't mean I can't recall, okay, maybe this is where the link is. It doesn't mean I can't recall uh, perhaps discussions I've had with, with other parts of me, okay, if you will, um, that said, hey, let's do this, let's do that, you know, and maybe we'll you know, gain some understanding or or, or get a foothold here, get a foothold there. I don't know. Um, I I can't preclude that there's not, maybe not something to that. I don't know. But if there is, I just want to allow it in the moment because I want to experience the moment. And I I want to, to, to believe that my guidance is going to be enhanced much greater than I even, conceived or perceived it to be because I'm willing to be in the moment. Yeah. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. I would say like to me, the soul contracts are not something that guides you now. Right. It's an explanation of what. Okay. May have come before.
0: A remembrance of.
2: Yeah. Kind of. It, it's a way for me to find. And it's one of those things. It's kind of like, I think the course talks about reincarnation. It says, you know, I mean the course page says I'm not going to take a stand on reincarnation time isn't so but it basically says if it helps you if it helps you use it if it doesn't throw it out
0: I agree with and, that.
2: Yeah, and for me soul <laughs> contracts are the same thing. I don't use it like oh my ex was a jerk so I can be a jerk because that was our soul contract. No no no. It's I can now look at him as a holy child of god who is supporting me in my awakening because I have a belief that he agreed to do that in my life now.
1: And, and also you can look at the, there's, there's no accidents and there's synchronicity. Every person, every encounter is a sacred encounter. So it, it, whether it lasts a minute or two years, you know um, it, it's a planned affair in yeah. other words, and it's all class so everybody that comes into my screen of consciousness today, it was a pre planned deal. Somehow or another there's an agreement, you know, and we're we're teachers for each other. And that's all.
0: Okay. okay. I can I can I I think it's becoming a little bit more clear to me, um, because what I'm seeing is that yes, you can have these agreements, but be willing be willing to allow spirit basically to enlighten, to enhance, to clarify yeah. the moment.
3: Correct.
0: Okay. Right. It in, that, in that moment. If we want are. those things, if we want those things, if we want these, what do you call them? Uh, I'm sorry.
2: Full contracts?
0: Call, yeah. If you want these contracts and you, and you believe they're helpful to you, then you can have them, obviously. Uh, and if they're beneficial to you and you see them as beneficial in some way, then just be willing to allow Spirit to enhance those, to clarify those better as as the time comes.
1: Yes. It makes more sense to me. I'm yeah. sorry. I just
0: had to work through
1: that. Well, it's of a soul contract. It's just that some teachers, everybody's a teacher. Everybody's a mirror. So we're, we're learning something from everybody. And some teachers are in your, in your world more than others. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess
0: I'm just – I guess I am – and i I mean I don't know how all this works but but i'm just i'm really trying to allow myself to just be in the moment
1: that's good that's that's yeah. that's if you can do that twenty four seven you know there's because no those are you're awake you
0: know those are those are tools that i'm carrying forward uh, that i see that this what you call it, yeah the, the relationship uh,
2: yeah, see, and for me, where... It's old
0: contracts, okay.
2: Yeah, Say for me, sometimes the being in the moment, I'll say, like, when I was going through my divorce, being in the moment was, my ex is an ass. My language, but he was just, I mean, he was abusive and all, verbally and emotionally, when I separate from him. And so for me, like, it, even though it's like, you know, I realize that being in the moments, you should see the person as a holy child of God, perfect, whole, and complete, and everything's perfect. I couldn't do it. I couldn't I, I just couldn't at the time, okay. Yeah. And so okay? For me to be able to say, He's doing it for a sacred reason to help me with my awakening, okay? Yeah, allowed me then to see him better in the moment,
1: okay? Change your perspective,
2: yeah, okay. So letting it
0: to forward. be what it is, <laughs> what you want it to be, okay? Yeah, gotcha. okay, 10
2: Thank minutes. You. And then we got we got four sections. They're short, but we got four sections, so Okay. All
1: right. All
2: right. See you in ten.
1: See you in ten.
0: Ah oh. uh, well that's that's that is, that is a very interesting thing though. That's a that's a that's an interesting discussion to have.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we can get tripped up on thinking sole contracts or something like that, but um, and it really doesn't matter. That's just a word. But no. when you look at your life. You, you you see, some people have been in your life, short period of time, and teachers, and some are longer. And your kids are an example, you know. And uh, so, I I'm kind of coming. There's nothing to say in the book, but I'm kind of coming around to thinking more, particularly in family and bloodline, you know, that I see a, a pattern, you know, a weaving. You know, and it's uh, kind of passed on generations to generations. And, you know, there could be eras, you know, and there mostly are, you know, or perceptions, but uh, they're, they're giving us gifts of, uh, you know, more than somebody just unknown to you, maybe, you know. I don't know.
0: Well, you know, it, I've read things on this before, and, and yes, they're, there does there does seem to to be that that relationship that is going on but I guess I have just decided uh, in my mind that that is just another thing I mean I'm carrying it forward because I'm going to use it for whatever I choose to use it for and however I choose to use it and it can it will influence me however you know I allow it to influence me but that is just another thing Form of of uh, thoughts of separation that I'm eventually going to have to let go of, and so I guess I'm maybe I'm just getting myself prepared to let go of it all together
1: anyway. Maybe maybe it's like a big jigsaw puzzle, and each piece is a person. You know,
0: of course it is, and 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 when we get together again, you bring your your parts of the puzzle. I'll bring mine. Susan yeah. bring hers, and we'll all put a puzzle together. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I guess um, you know, and I'm I'm seeing that I I have to I have to not be so uh, rigid at times because uh, rigidity sometimes sinks in and, and it says you know well that's not really true. Well. It may not be true, but it may be necessary. Like it says in the course, some things are just necessary to help us to overcome these delusionary thoughts that we have that keep this experience alive. Mm-hmm. And we have to get past them in some way, some form or fashion. And we are reaching out there. Believe me, we are reaching out there in many ways to to disassemble this thing. <laughs> that's where we're going. We're, we're trying to disassemble this illusion even though we don't realize it. But we're reaching out to each other, trying to find peace, trying, trying to find happiness, trying to find joy, and we're reaching out in these many, many ways to, to disassemble this illusion that is, that is taking that away from us.
1: Yeah, you know, we're, we're all looking for also meaning in this chaos. But the trick is, in the chaos, this world, there is no meaning in it. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's inside. You know, so the only meaning is so. I want to take a little break. righty. <laughs>
2: Uh, I just bashed my dog on her head by accident when I got in the bed. I'm like, oops. Yeah, I'm, you went and took a nap? <laughs> I was like, oops. So, if you're interested, Radical Forgiveness, Colin Tipping, I was thinking of Course in Miracles based, and I like. I swear I've told people it's Course in Miracles based. So I think he might quote the Course somewhere, but now that I'm flipping through it, I can't find it anywhere.
0: I never can find it what I'm looking for it <laughs> yeah
2: um it, it well it's 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 really deep into the soul contract idea yeah. so if you're if you're interested in perusing it, this is i, I think probably one of the best books on yeah. I, I'm
0: gonna be honest with you um but yeah there's there's a lot of there's a couple of books that I can't even remember the names of that kind of move me in this direction. Of a course in miracles, yeah, and and many of those dealt with uh, this, you know, the acacia records, the the the, the family thing, and and oh. the soul the soul contract thing, and and colors and and all this. <clears throat> and as I got in more and more into the course, you're more on the course. I. And, and really what finally, finally brought me to the course was was uh, The Disappearance of the Universe. Ooh. Okay, and, and after that, it was like I have tried to read other books that will kind of give me some other aspects on the course. And I have found so much distraction in those other books. That, when it comes to understanding the course, I just turn to the course.
2: What's well, interesting, you would say disappearance of the universe, because I would say that is an absolute example of soul contracts. Being Persa and Persa and the other one.
0: Okay? Yeah, yeah, I know you don't mind.
2: It talks about them going through multiple lifetimes. Oh, yeah, it does. each other. That's, it does. What, that's what soul contract is. It, it
0: really does. It yeah. really does. And believe me, I, I considered Artin. it. And I thought
2: Artin, ah. person, no. art. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're an example of a, of an ongoing soul contract. Yeah,
0: And see, and that's what I'm saying is that I don't really know, you know, what is really going on there. I really don't. None of us do. The thing <laughs> is, is that what I got from them was that, it didn't really matter because there was only oneness. Right. They stressed that, they emphasized that, and they tried to make that plain. And it was only in that they were willing to present themselves here. Now, if they had if they had these past lives and things like that, you know what? I had to go because I just could not I, I could not fit that into the final awakening to oneness. So I said, okay, that's what they needed. That's what they had to experience. Okay. To go through that. Exactly. But when it comes to awakening, all of that will be as, it doesn't matter. nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's, that's
0: where I'm really coming from.
2: That's okay. why I always tell people, I'm like, I believe we experience, we have the experience of being reincarnated, or, or having been reincarnated, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but I don't think we actually were reincarnated. Well, but I, think I, have I don't experience of having been because yeah. you know if there's no time. How can you be reincarnated?
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't look at, I don't look at this life anymore as birth and death. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. it's just, it's just moving, moving from one experience to another, and you know, maybe I do experience being. Reborn in uh, is, is, a, is a body into this world, you know, three or four hundred times. I don't know, <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. What matters to me is my is what really matters to me is reestablishing my communication with the Christ within, and I can only do that by guidance that I'm getting from, from Jesus and Holy Spirit. And, you know, and one,
1: one way to look at that rebirth too, Jack, is every moment, every holy instant is a rebirth. And that's the only thing, that's the only where truth is. Yep. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's it. Yeah.
0: Because, because rebirth, all that is, is, is letting go.
1: Yeah. Of that, which is false. And, and every instant is a rebirth. And, um uh, know, uh, yeah, or something, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you just resisting
1: it. <laughs> I'm trying to hang on to something on this dust ball. I don't want to leave yet for some reason. Huh? Yeah.
3: Uh, I have another holy relationship question. Uh-huh. I need I to keep picking on Bill, but he's he's what there is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. This holy relationship that I feel like I've come to have with him and um, is is, has been wonderful. When I travel and when I'm gone, I'll be gone you know week, two weeks, and I won't even think of Bill. It won't even occur to me. I, I don't even have a fleeting thought in the daytime, but the minute I lie down and like, I will be dead tired, exhausted, just beat. I cannot wait to hit the pillow. I'm so tired. And then I can't sleep because my mind just does all this. And it, it, I think there was so much deception for 32 years was so mind boggling to me that those things will come up in my head. I'll just keep thinking of instances and people and you know what he did and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, I will just be like, Ugh. and then I, I think, stop, stop. What are you doing? You know, this is crazy. I can't stop it. it keeps happening. It won't stop. And I don't, you know, I can't say, well, then I must not really want a holy relationship or I must not really have forgiven him enough. And, I just don't get, or it's my ego, you know, still churning. I'm really stuck with that. I don't know how to, how to make those thoughts go away. It's, it, it literally tortures me. And I don't understand what that is or why it is, or am I really being stubborn? Is I'm having good impact on that. Has that ever happened to you before? Surely, yeah.
2: What do you? What is going on?
3: What do you think, Emily?
2: Personally, um, because I'm still struggling with that. Not so much my ex, but my my former teacher. Because that actually was, in some ways, when that broke up, that was more of a traumatic experience for me than actually than my divorce. and for me, I, I think there is still, there's still some judgment. There's still some, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's, it's small compared to what it used to be on, um, but to me, it's just, I always call it, I always call it the dust bunnies. I think it was dust bunnies. It's not like, oh, I haven't done forgiveness work. Oh, I haven't, you know, because like you, then you get beaten up yourself. Like, why am I doing this? And why am I, you know, still obsessed with this? Mm-hmm. And I know like, I can't, you can't go down that road. You can't go be like, oh, I haven't been forgiving enough because then you'll just drive yourself, you know, then you drive yourself into non-forgiveness for not being forgiving enough. And I just, for me, that's just my consciousness saying I still have to resolve this a little bit. There's still some dust bunnies that haven't quite gotten cleared out. And for, you know, I, I don't know why they just haven't. Um, and yeah, really now um and partially it's been an issue of like I've had to because I was having so many sleep issues. Um mm-hmm. is I just I really sit there and and when my friends gave me this phrase, they said they said they they, they, they said, you know, don't take on the responsibility of forgiving. They said allow Holy, you know, you've got to allow Holy Spirit to do that. It's it's almost like a third-party action. And so, like, I mean, I just literally, like, I'll lay in bed, I'll be like, I've just started this mantra where I'll just say, forgiveness, please set me and this other person free. And I just kind of allow it to be and know that, you know, there's probably some little part in me that is still aggrieved and still thinks, you know, he shouldn't have done this, he shouldn't have done that. You know, why did he do this? Why did he do that? Da, da 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 da. But ultimately, like, I'm not going to know those things. But there's that little part of my mind that wants to know. And so, but I know as soon as I allow myself to start thinking that, you know, it, it gets me nowhere. It just takes me back into it. And so it's like I, I can't dwell on the past, even though my mind wants to. And so I just have to keep going back to my mantra. And just saying, forgiveness, please set me and, you know, him free. But, you know, I I think it is something, it's still something that's healing, even though it seems healed. You know, it's kind of like, um, I've had plenty of surgeries, so I'm more than aware of it. Like right now, my ankle, my foot looks totally healed. I mean, it looks good. It's got a scar on it, but it looks totally good. Reality is, is periodically I'll step down and I almost go through the roof because my ankle will hurt so badly. So it's like, even though I've had the intention to heal it, even though I've done all the healing work I can do, there's still a little part that I just have to allow it to heal in the time when it's ready to heal. And I think it's a matter of just being willing to heal and being willing to, like you said, look at your thoughts and be like, hey, whoa, hold on. Don't need to go there. It's confusing to me because I want
3: it so badly, and I'm
2: easily
1: so badly. Let go.
3: I want all that crap in my head gone. I don't. I don't even during the day. I just. I only think. I think loving thoughts and, um, you know, about Bill, Hmm. but. The minute that hit it <laughs> hits the pillow, it just switches. It's like this switch. And I say during the day, I don't think about him much but at all. But if I do, it's a loving thought. And but then it does this, you know, switch flip thing and I just don't it's just confounding to me because mm-hmm. I want <clears throat> from this. I want to be completely free of those thoughts.
0: You know, it's funny I uh you know, with my ex, I uh, I went through the same thing, and and it was, it was like um, I I would have loving thoughts, and and I could think in in as far as having a holy relationship. <clears throat> I just thought of how how a wonderful a person.
1: You mm-hmm. froze up. Froze. You
2: lost Jack.
1: Well, what I was going to say, when that mind gets in that loop like that, Susan, you know, uh, and mine does too. Uh, so and then when I'm aware enough, I can see it, you know, going in its loop. And and when I'm saying I can kind of back away from it and just watch the turbulence, you know, of my mind and say, OK, who's watching this? Is that is that, you know, and it's just my myself that's watching it. So it's not me. And it's always in the head. If I can drop down, put a little space in it, and get in the heart. And I think it's probably good to to feel that feeling when it comes up, you know, and go through it instead of repressing it, too. Oh, I'm feeling that loop again. Oh, you know, and just breathe and uh, uh, try to process it, but with some space, maybe. My mind gets in a loop like that sometimes, too. And, uh, um, but then I realized that's not me, you know, that's that's looping, you know. Okay. Who I am is just watching the loop going around and around, you know. So that gives me a little space. Okay. All right.
2: Be yeah. mm. gentle on yourself.
1: Mark. You're normal. I don't want to
2: be normal. <laughs> I don't want to be normal
1: anymore. Well, no, I'm not. And also... If it's only at night when you go to bed, for instance, then it has something to do with you know bed and something related there that is unprocessed, probably you know, and maybe it's the the infidelity or something, and you associate it with bed, you know uh I don't know, you know, just ask to be shown the truth here, father, what's the truth and yeah i need to I need to ask for to be shown yeah. yeah.
3: And be mm-hmm.
2: grateful. You can look at him with love during the day. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. It, it took me yeah.
3: quite it's a good. while
2: before I could even talk about my ex without being like, yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel very, protective of him. I want him to have a
3: happy life. I want him to, um, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I feel so, I don't know. I feel very strong about how, I feel very protective of that relationship that's all I can say in that I want so much for him so I don't it's it's confounding to me to to just think of all this yuck in my brain you know and just be so angry and pissed off in another yeah I feel like my vulnerability is just at its height you know when I'm in that almost sleep state yeah, yeah just can't seem to, um, control it. I don't like it. It's just messing with my head. It's just, it's, it's been bothering me. So, uh, <laughs> and there is no time, but it's, I guess it takes, time.
2: <laughs> Damn it. it takes time. in the non-time zone. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this next part should be interesting. Practical forgiveness.
2: I'll say, yeah, let's, let's, we'll, we'll move on without Jack. I just texted him, but I haven't heard back. Um, I'm assuming he just had computer issues, but no. hopefully he'll make it back. So All we'll right. go me, Nathan, and then Susan. And then okay. Jack pops back, we'll pop him back in. Okay. So practical forgiveness. The practical application of the Holy Spirit's purpose is extremely simple, but it is Unequiv. I hate these words, unequivocal, whatever. Unequivocal. Unequivocal. Thank you. <laughs> in fact, in order to be simple, it must be unequivocal. Oh my gosh. The s- Simple is merely what is easily understood. And for this, it is apparent that it must be clear. The setting of the Holy Spirit's goal is general. Now he will work with you to make it specific application is specific there are certain very specific guidelines he provides for any situation but remember that you do not yet realize their universal application therefore it is essential at this point to use them in each set situation separately until you can move safe move sorry until you can more safely look beyond each situation in an understanding far broader than you now possess
1: in any situation in which you are uncertain, the first thing to consider very simply is, what do I want to come of this? What is it for? The clarification of the goal belongs at the beginning, for it is this which will, will determine the outcome. In the ego's procedure, this is reversed. The situation becomes the determiner of the outcome, which can be anything. The reason for this disorganized approach is evident ego does not know what it wants to come of it it is aware of that it does not want but only that it has no positive goal at all
3: without a clear-cut positive set at the set at the outset the situation just seems to happen and makes no sense until it's already happened. then you look back at it and try to piece together what it must have meant and you will be wrong not only is your judgment in the past but you have no idea what should happen no goal was set with which to bring the means in line. And now the only judgment left to make is whether or not the ego likes it. Is it acceptable or does it call for vengeance? The absence of a criterion for outcomes for outcome set in advance makes understanding doubtful and evaluation impossible.
2: The value of deciding in advance what you want to happen is simply that you will perceive the situation as a means to make it happen. You will therefore make every effort to overlook what interferes with the accomplishment of your objective and concentrate on everything which helps you meet it it is quite noticeable that this approach has brought you closer to the holy Spirit's sorting out of truth and falsity the truth become sorry the true becomes what you uh, start all over the true becomes what can be used to meet the goal the false becomes the useless from this point of view. The situation has meaning. The situation now has meaning, but only because the goal has made it meaningful. And Jack, we're on paragraph 61. Yeah. You can hop in.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Thank you. Uh-huh. The goal of truth has further practical advantages. If the situation is used for truth and sanity, its outcome must be peace. And this is quite apart from what the outcome is. If peace is the condition of truth and sanity and cannot and cannot be without them, where peace is, they must be. Truth comes of itself. <clears throat> if you experience peace, it is because the truth has come to you, and you will see the outcome truly, for deception cannot prevail against you. And you will recognize the outcome because you are at peace. Here again, you see the opposite of the ego's goal of looking. For the ego believes the situation brings the experience. The Holy Spirit knows that the situation is as the goal determines it. And is experienced according
1: to the goal. Yeah, maybe. Or Susan. Uh, Nathan, yeah. Nathan. The goal of truth requires faith. Faith is implicit in the acceptance of the Holy Spirit's purpose, and this faith is all inclusive. Where the goal of truth is set, there faith must be. The Holy Spirit sees the situation as a whole. The goal establishes the fact that everyone involved in it will play his part in its accomplishment. This is inevitable. No one will fail in anything. This seems to ask for faith beyond you and beyond what you can give. Yet this is so only from the viewpoint of the ego, for the ego believes in solving conflict through fragmentation and does not perceive the situation as a whole. Therefore, it seeks to split off segments of the situation and deal with them separately, for it has faith in separation and not in wholeness.
3: Confronted with any aspect of the situation, which seems to be difficult, The ego will attempt to take this aspect elsewhere and resolve it there. And it will seem to be successful, except that this attempt conflicts with unity and must appear the goal of truth. And peace will not be experienced except in fantasy. Truth has not come because faith has been denied, being withheld from where it rightfully belonged. Thus do you lose the understanding of the situation the goal of truth would bring. For fantasy solutions bring but the illusion of experience, and the illusion of peace is not the condition in which the truth can enter.
2: The substitutes for aspects of the situation are the witnesses to your lack of faith. They demonstrate that you did not believe that the situation and the problem were in the same place. The problem was the lack of faith, and it is this you demonstrate When you remove it from its source and place it elsewhere. As a result, you do not see the problem. Had you not lacked the faith it could be solved, the problem would be gone. And the situation would have been meaningful to you because the interference in the way of understanding would have been removed. To remove the problem elsewhere is to keep it, (laughs) for you remove yourself from it and make it unsolvable.
1: I, I like that second paragraph there, what fifty-eight. In any situation where you're uncertain, what do I want to come of this? What is it for?
2: Yeah, I was just saying kind of the tandem to that was the paragraph I had highlighted, which was the um sixty-one. You know, the Holy Spirit knows that the situation is as the goal determines it and is experienced according to the goal. So you're right. It's like it's like as we get clear on what our purpose was for it, then we can be like, oh, that's why I'm having this experience.
1: Yeah. And the key for me is whenever I do feel that uncertainty at any event, ask that question, you know, uh, what do I want to come of this? What's it for?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, also asking what's the truth here, Father? is, is doesn't help either. I mean, it helps too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting that those two questions to me almost feel like like it's from different perspectives because when I think, why do I want to come of this? That's my desire. And then the what is this for, is more like God's or Holy Spirit's purpose for it. Yeah,
1: I see those two questions I ask them, and they're always the same. The same answer for me: what they want to come of this, you know, peace, wholeness. What's it for? It's for healing. So everything is really about healing, as far as I see it. I may confuse it and think, oh, I want, you know, something else. But no, if I'm uncertain about something. That must mean there's a block there, and so it's for my feeling of perception.
2: Anything else on this section, Susan or Jack? I don't
3: think so. Okay.
2: It just made me laugh. I don't even remember the context, but I underlined it. So it's the only judgment left to make is whether or not the ego likes it. <laughs> I don't remember what the context was on it, but I giggled when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, we just, do we like it or not? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jack, you can go ahead and about uh, the need for faith.
0: Sorry about that little incident that occurred. My uh, computer had a chip blip, I guess.
2: We figured. We're like, oh, he <laughs> froze.
0: The machine's version of a brain fart, but uh, it it just it just said something happened, so I'm knocking you off. So, <laughs> uh, all right, <clears throat> the need for for faith. There is no problem in any situation that faith will not resolve. There is no shift in any aspect of the problem, but will make solution impossible. For if you shift part of the problem elsewhere, the meaning of the problem must be lost, and the solution to the problem is inherent in its meaning. It is not possible that all your problems have been solved, but you have removed yourself from the solution. I like that one a lot. Yet faith faith must be where something has been done and where you see it done. A situation is a relationship being the joining of thoughts. If problems are perceived, it is because the thoughts are judged to be in conflict. But if the goal is truth, this is impossible. Some idea of bodies must have entered, for minds cannot attack. That's an interesting statement.
1: Some ideas of bodies must have entered, for minds cannot attack. The thought of bodies is the sign of faithlessness, for bodies cannot solve anything. And it is their intrusion on the relationship and error in your thoughts about the situation, which then becomes the justification for your lack of faith. You will make this error, but be not at all concerned with that. The error does not matter. Faithlessness brought to faith will never interfere with truth. But faithlessness used against truth will always destroy faith. If you lack faith, ask that it be restored where it was lost, and seek not to have it made up to you. What you have been unjustly deprived
3: of. Only what you have not given can be lacking in any situation. But remember this: the goal of holiness was set for your relationship, and not by you. You did not set it because holiness cannot be seen except through faith. And your relationship was not holy because your faith in another was so limited and little. Your faith must grow to meet the goal that has been set. The goal's reality will call this forth for you will see that peace and faith will not come separately. What situation can you be in without faith
2: and remain faithful to each other? Every situation in which you find yourself is but a means to meet the purpose set for your relationship. See it as something else and you are faithless. Use not your faithlessness. Let it enter and look upon it calmly, but do not use it. Faithlessness is the servant of illusion and wholly faithful to its master. Use it and it will carry you straight to illusions. Be tempted not by what it offers you. It interferes not with the goal, but with the value of the goal to you. Accept not the illusion of peace it offers, but look upon its offering and recognize it is illusion.
0: The goal of illusion is so closely tied to faithlessness as faith to truth. If you lack faith in anyone to fulfill and perfectly his part in any situation dedicated in advance to truth, your dedication is divided. Did anybody understand that? No. If if you lack faith in anyone to fulfill and perfectly his part in any situation dedicated in advance to truth, your dedication is divided. Okay. Makes more sense. And so you have been faithless to each other and used your faithlessness against each other. No relationship is holy unless its holiness goes with it everywhere. As holiness and faith go hand in hand, so must must its faith go everywhere with it. Goal's reality will call forth and accomplish every miracle needed for its fulfillment. Nothing too small or too enormous, too weak or too compelling, but will be gently turned to its use and purpose. The universe will serve it, will serve it gladly as it serves the universe, but do not
1: interfere. The power set in you in whom the Holy Spirit's goal has been established is so far beyond your little conception of the infinite that you have no idea how great the strength that goes with you. And you can use this in perfect safety. Yet, for all of its might, so great it reaches past the stars and to the universe that lies beyond them. Your little faithlessness can make it useful if you would use the faithlessness instead if you would use the faithlessness instead.
3: Yet think on this and learn the cause of faithlessness. You think you hold against the other what he has done to you, but what you really blame him for is what you did to him. It is not his past, but yours you hold against him, and you lack faith in him because of what you were, Yet you were as innocent of what you were as he is. What never was is causeless and is not there to interfere with truth. There is no cause for faithlessness, but there is a cause for faith. That cause has entered in any that cause has entered any situation which shares its purpose. The light of truth shines from the center of the solv- center of the situation and touches everyone to whom the situation's purpose calls. It calls to everyone. There is no situation which does not involve your whole relationship in every aspect and complete in every part. You can leave nothing of yourself outside it and keep the, relation, keep the situation holy, for it shares the purpose of your whole relationship and derives its meaning from it.
2: Enter each situation with the faith that you give to each other, or you are faithless to your own relationship your faith will call the others to share your purpose as this same purpose called forth the faith in you. And you will see the means you once employed to lead you to illusions transformed to means for truth. Truth calls for faith and faith makes room for truth. When the Holy Spirit changed the purpose of your relationship by exchanging yours for his, the goal he placed there was extended to every situation in which you enter or will ever enter and every situation was thus made free of the past which would have made it purposeless
0: you call for faith because of him who walks with you in every situation you are no longer holy insane, nor no longer alone for loneliness in God must be a dream you whose relationship shares the Holy Spirit's goal are set apart from loneliness because the truth has come. It calls for faith. Its call for faith is strong. Use not your faithlessness against it, for it calls you to salvation and to peace.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, my question is, what is faith? That's what I was going
3: to ask.
2: <laughs> we were all thinking the same thing then, yeah.
3: yeah. I, my assumption is that it is just simply faith that the Holy Spirit will help guide us or will guide us in whatever we ask. That's what I thought it meant.
0: Well, um, I, guess, I guess the question, because in my mind, it's not so much what is faith, but how do I change? How do I maintain
1: Faith. Well, first of all, you got to decide what it is before you maintain it. I, I don't know.
0: I have tried to define that before too, but I I've um, i found that I can only experience it, and the only way I can experience it is by being at peace.
1: You know, the the what crop pops into my mind is a leap of faith. Okay, and, and faith. To me, what's cropping up now is a is a belief in something other than this world of form, you know, or maybe it could be this world of form too. But but faith in something more than me, than this little me, that there is a God. I mean, in that faith, to even think that there is a higher power, a creator, because you've never seen the face of God. I don't know that it is. It's
0: just a belief then? Was it, was it, would they say faith without works is meaningless? Is that what's in the Bible? Yeah. Okay. It, to me, it's the same thing as saying faith without being at peace. That there's nothing to draw. <laughs> there, there's nothing to pull from. There's nothing that you can fully comprehend without being at peace.
1: So we're back on faith uh, uh, here on, the, on that paragraph number 71 uh, I guess it's midway down it says uh, what never was is causeless and is not there to interfere with truth there is no cause for faithlessness but there is a cause for faith and the cause is capitalized what mm-hmm. I take that to mean is that this is the building block here is cause and effect and the only cause, if, if it's truth, and what this is talking about, the capital their cause, ca- capital C, would be, would be truth, would be love and truth. And if it's faithlessness, it has no cause, it's like it has no father, it's an illegitimate child of illusion. So only truth has a father and is capital C cause. Faithlessness is just is just one of our illusions right so so the only truth is faith although from the ego standpoint we can have faithlessness and we we do i uh what's an example of faithlessness uh,
0: uh well, isn't that what happens when you, when you have faithlessness? You're, you feel disillusioned, you feel lost, you feel alone?
1: Yeah, there you go. You're separated. Yeah, am it's a separated have, state.
3: Am I having faithlessness in those thoughts at night? Is that what faithlessness?
1: It would have to be because they have no cause. They're, they're not, they're, I mean, they've got a cause on the little C, you know, because I saw this guy rob the bank, and so I judged him, you know, as a thief. You know, but that's just appearances. You know, I don't know any. Um, So I don't have any faith in this person as being a friend or. uh, But that's just the ego stirring up the pot, I think.
0: I don't know, Susan, it might be helpful. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier uh, that uh, if you go back to practical forgiveness which is mm-hmm. what, a section back or section two back there. Um, I do, I guess what I do, uh, I do journaling on, on these sections, and I, I t- kind of take them paragraph at a time, and, and sometimes I get my thoughts, my journaling put together that envelops, you know, two or three paragraphs a lot of times. But I found that when, if I take certain sections that I'm disturbed by or don't really fully understand, I can take those sections and just kind of journal on them a little bit. Good
2: idea. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it kind of makes it a little clearer. Yeah.
2: But as, par- paragraph 71 on this section might be something to look at. I don't know. I just know my personal experience. Or um, it talks about it says, but what you really blame him for is what you did to him. You know, and there was that part of me, like, I'll say, like, my teacher, I forgave him, like, in my mind, I really thought I had forgiven him, like, a long time. But then there was this big part of me that said, what did I do that caused him to be that way? And I found a lot of my upset and guilt really wasn't, even though I thought I had forgiven him, I was upset that I was feeling bad about me. Mm -hmm.
3: So I don't know, but that's a confounding thing for me that I look at that a lot. You know, what you really blame him for is what you did to him. It's not his past, but yours that you hold against him. Um.
0: But isn't that, isn't that introducing guilt into it and allowing guilt to kind of be the prevalent driving force?
2: It's not that it's introducing it. It's that may already be there and you're trying to acknowledge it and release it.
0: Again, I'm, I'm just saying that that becomes the driving force in, in your thoughts.
1: Um, but on that first paragraph 65, the last couple of sentences and end of 66, it uh, says, If problems are perceived, it is because the thoughts are judged to be in conflict. But if the goal is truth, this is impossible. Some idea of bodies must have entered, for minds cannot attack. And then the next one, the thought of bodies is the sign of faithlessness, for bodies cannot solve anything. So, so it's just thoughts. We're we're back to form and formlessness again. And and uh, if I'm going to understand that right, then then faith is truth, and truth is not form. I'm going to get tripped up in the, this world of form, and I can't help but judge it one way or another, and I'll be wrong. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. time.
3: What's Nothing the, uh, is as
1: it seems.
3: Whoops. What was Listen.
0: that? Nothing is as it seems. And anytime we're having guilt thoughts or, or conflicting or confusing thoughts, it's because there's something we've misunderstood or misinterpreted. And because of that, we have conflict and confusion in our mind. And and it's it's a matter of turning it over to the Holy Spirit. For, for correction. Okay? And by doing so, and the only way you can really do that is allow yourself to be at peace. In other words, have faith that spirit will bring understanding to you. And you can let it go and not not burden yourself with all the with all the guilt and fear and, and doubt. It's, it's allowing yourself to be at peace. And by allowing yourself to be at peace, Spirit can get through to you and help you understand. But if you don't, Holy Spirit's going, when you're ready to listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be here.
2: <laughs> That's
0: a comforting thought to me. Yeah,
2: yeah we got to move on. We got, I mean, they're short, but we still have two sections and we got 10 minutes. So, <laughs>
0: hey,
2: a- okay,
3: you're up, Jack.
0: You're so pushy. I'm
3: sorry, you're up. Nathan, it's
1: your turn. Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. The conditions conditions of forgiveness. The Holy instant is nothing more than a special case or an extreme example of what every situation is meant to be. The meaning which the Holy Spirit's purpose has given it is also given to every situation. It calls forth just the same suspension of faithlessness withheld and left unused that faith might answer to the call of truth the holy instant is the shining example the clear and unequivocal demonstration of the meaning of every relationship and every situation seen as a whole faith has accepted every aspect of the situation and faithlessness has not forced any exclusion on it it is the situation of perfect peace simply because you have let it be what it is
3: Oh, this simple courtesy is all the Holy Spirit asks of you. Let truth be what it is. Do not intrude upon it, do not attack it, do not interrupt its coming. Let it encompass every situation and bring you peace. Not even faith is asked of you, for truth asks nothing. Let it enter, and it will call forth and secure for you the the faith you need for peace rise you not against it, for against your opposition it cannot come.
2: Would you want to make a holy instant of every situation? For such is the gift of faith. Would you not want to? given Given wherever faithlessness is laid aside unused, and then the power of the Holy Spirit's purpose is free to use instead. This power instantly transforms all situations into one sure and continuous means for establishing his purpose and demonstrating its reality. What has been demonstrated has called for faith and has been given it. Now it becomes a fact from which faith can no longer be withheld. The strain of refusing faith to truth is enormous and far greater than you realize, but to answer Truth, with faith, entails no strain at all.
0: To you who have acknowledged the call of your Redeemer, the strain of not responding to his call seems to be greater than before. This is not so. Before the strain was there, but you attributed it to something else, believing that the something else produced it. This was never true. For what the something else produced was sorrow and depression, sickness and pain, darkness and dim imaginings of terror, cold fantasies of fear, and fiery dreams of hell. Holy mackerel. And it was nothing but the intolerable strain of refusing to give faith to truth and see its evident
1: reality. Such was the crucifixion of the Son of God. His faithlessness did this to him. Think carefully before you let yourself use faithlessness against him. For he is risen, and you have accepted the cause of his awakening as yours. You have assumed your part in his redemption, and you are now fully responsible to him. Fail him not now, for it has been given you to realize what your lack of faith in him must mean to you. His salvation is your only purpose. See only this in every situation, and it will be a means for bringing only this.
3: When you accepted truth as the goal for your relationship, you became givers of peace as surely as your Father gave peace to you. For the goal of peace cannot be accepted apart from its conditions, and and you had faith in it, for no one accepts what he does not believe is real. Your purpose has not changed and will not change, for you accepted what can never change. And nothing that it needs to be forever changeless. And nothing that it needs to be forever changeless can you now withhold from it. Your release is certain. Give as you have received, and demonstrate that you have risen far beyond any situation that could hold you back and keep you separate from him whose call you answered. Wait. Two minutes session. Anything anybody wants to say on it) All I know is I, I need to understand faith more I, I think that's a key
1: it is it's a powerful key. I wrote faith is a belief in a higher power, and I am connected to it. but you know beliefs are all of this world here they're all of the ego and this this duality The, the best that a belief can do is point me to this higher power that there is something other than this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, a, it's almost like a car or, or, you know, faith is like a, a bus to take you home uh, to a higher power. And I'm connected to it. We're all part of it. We are that. But it's that leap of faith. It, 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 you, either, you either have one or the other. you got faithlessness and nothing. You, you don't believe in anything. You're, an, you're a complete agnostic or atheist you have faith that there is something other than this, a higher power, a creator, infinite intelligence, you name it. The you can't put your hands on it. You know, you can't get your, your hands around a concept. It's a concept, right? Faith or it's a belief. I'm still wondering about it, you know, but, but I know it's important, man. It's, a, it, it's without it. God, you know, you're you're floundering. I mean, uh, in a sea of uh, of chaos. Yeah.
0: I can't define faith. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things I've, I've struggled. I struggled with it for a long time, and until I realized that faith was undefinable, it was a it was an actually an action that I took. And, and it was an action to believe that Holy Spirit had the answer. And I was the one standing in the way of
1: those answers. Okay, so it's another word for oneness again, just like truth <laughs> and untruth. There is no untruth. There's only truth. Faith, <laughs> faith because it's just, we just got through reading, it was, it's causeless. Untruth would be causeless too. It doesn't have a father. And, you know, so it's just all these things just collapsing right back into one it Mm -hmm. just is truth is faith is
0: yeah I think that's a good assessment
1: and align ourselves with what is in the moment without you know sticking anything attachment to it just allowing it to be keep it simple yeah
2: yeah well keeping it simple is moving on Okay. Sorry guys. I, I like I was trying to push this last section to next week and I looked, I'm like next week's a big reading too. So
0: Is like, this thing gonna knock off? Is this session gonna knock off at a certain time?
2: Yeah. We're supposed to be out no, it, it doesn't knock off, but I gotta go work. Plus I have to go time. I always wanna be done so if anybody needs to leave they can.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. Next section is short. But yeah, I think I think it gives you thirty more minutes after I'm so who, after
1: ten. So dream in the reality. That'll be good. Yeah.
2: Dream in the reality. Introduction. To substitute is to accept instead. If you would but consider exactly what this entails, you would perceive at once how much at variance this is with the goal the Holy Spirit has given you and would accomplish for you. To substitute is to choose between, renouncing one in favor of the other. For this special purpose, one is judged more valuable and the other is replaced by him. The relationship in which the substitution occurred is thus fragmented and its purpose split accordingly. To fragment is to exclude, and substitution is the strongest defense the ego has for substitution.
0: For separation. There you go. Yeah, for separation. Uh, the Holy Spirit never uses substitutes. Very good. Where the ego perceives one person as a replacement for another, the Holy Spirit sees them joined and indivisible. One. He does not judge between them, knowing they are one. Being united, they are one. They are one because they are the same. Substitution. Is clearly a process in which they are perceived as different. One would unite, the other separate. Nothing can come between what God has joined and what the Holy Spirit sees as one. But everything seems to come between the fragmented relationships the ego sponsors to destroy. Sorry, I had a thought that came in there. Mm-hmm.
1: The, the one emotion in which substitution is impossible is love. It involves substitution by definition, for it is love's replacement. Fear is both a fragmented and a fragmenting emotion. It seems to take many forms, and each seems to require a different form of acting out for satisfaction. While this appears to introduce quite variable behavior, a far more serious effect lies in the fragmented perception from which the behavior stems. No one is seen complete. The body is emphasized with special emphasis on certain parts and used as the standard for comparison for either acceptance or rejection of suitability for acting out a special form of fear.
2: Yay. Amen. Okay. Amen. Well, if you guys want to discuss, feel free. I'm going to leave it on just so I can listen. Um, I might pop in and out. If you want to discuss, feel free. If you need to go, feel free. We're at 10.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
3: You're welcome. Thanks, Reverend Kelly. Enjoy it.
1: Yes. very <laughs> insightful today. My mighty companions, I, I thank each and one of them.
3: <laughs> thank you, Jack and Nathan. I'm going to have to skedaddle. Okay.
0: Sounds good. Well, enjoy your week. Happy trails. Bye. Maybe we'll see you Sunday.
3: I'll see you Sunday for sure. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, Jack.
0: Uh, talk to me bud <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's life going out there
1: I like that last paragraph I read no one is seen complete you know it's a s- special emphasis on certain parts so that must be relating into the dream and reality you know and that's what we do you know that's, that's what I've done a lot yeah
0: I constantly find myself referring back to that I you know the idea that bodies. You know, you talk about form quite a bit, and that's made it quite an impact for me uh, because I, I I have to relate back to seeing things. I, I've always tried to see things in perspective of this experience, mm-hmm. but this experience includes, you know, the body. You know, Lisbon always talks about, uh, you know, we're seeing ourselves as a
1: body when we think this or that and the other Give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to hit, I'm going to take a leap. Be right back.
0: If it doesn't knock off on us, we'll be all
1: right. Yeah, you know that getting tripped up in this farm world, you know, uh, it's uh, easy to do.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm just. I feel. I feel very blessed that uh, I walk around daily with, with thoughts of the course in my mind, and and uh, it, it's it's like it's becoming more and more part of me. And, and again, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was because I wanted my focus to be more on the things that I'm learning in the course, the the things I'm becoming enlightened to. And, uh, and it's certainly helping tremendously Uh, because I found myself at times steering away from the course and, and, and going, oh my God, I've experienced this before. Because when I steer away from it, and I found myself, and I find myself more and more getting my getting my myths back at and hold a hold of the world, the worldly experience. I it, it's disturbing, to say the yeah, least.
1: I think I, I find myself. I uh, just I don't know this week or last. Uh, been my mind caught in a loop of form you know yes i wander around the streets and i see these beautiful women and these uh latin lovely latin ladies you know yeah i fall in love with every one of them (laughs) yeah it's easy yeah Yeah. and so i had i I just now last few days so oh god Nathan, you just got caught in a in a in a cool, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I find myself doing that too. But I guess
0: one of the things that's helped uh, the, the course and especially this group has helped me with is, is get my focus on what is love, you know, because I define love in this experience so different than the way I define it in the course. And, and, and love means what God gave it meaning to be not what I make it to be in this experience. And when I hear people, I'm hearing that word all the time now, and when I hear people use it, I, I know that they're they're just abusing it and misusing it for, for whatever their wants are. need,
1: or really whatever their wants are. Is it, and it's always special love that you're talking oh, about. Of course. <laughs> you know, <I>, <laughs> those special parts of the body are emphasized, you know. Yes. <laughs> We make and, it very special. Yeah, you know, and yes, beauty is, I think, the be- most beautiful thing is a woman's body. You know, a beautiful woman, that's, probably, that's art and beauty, yes. But uh, I, I was trained wrong to think that that was, you know, the vehicle for, you know, love. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it can't enter into it, but, um, yeah, it, I think forever I was trained to think sex was love. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so and that's
0: how we've taught each other. You know, you, you spoke about the teachers.
1: Yeah, make love. And, you know,
0: <laughs> that's the way life has taught us, and we we really do. If we really want to reestablish that communication back with uh, with the Christ within, we have to see the difference. Uh, we we actually can get to a point where we. Actually, stop believing that the body is beautiful. Okay, the body is everything, or the body is this, or the body is that. We we have to kind of get, we have to get away from that. Now, as long as we want to experience the bodies in this experience, we can do that. Just don't make it reality. Experience it and enjoy it for what it is. But just don't make it reality. It, it seems so real at the moment. And it is seemingly real at the moment. And that's okay. I, I just stopped feeling guilty about that. I, I used to feel guilty about that because I, I thought there was something wrong with this, you know, and, and uh, because I'm, I'm making it something, you know, God. Well, my mind went so many places with it that, that you know, good and bad alike, <laughs> if you want to call it that, but it was never really what I
1: thought it was uh, in reality, in true reality. You know, maybe everything in this world of form, you know, it, it's neutral, okay? So uh, it's all the meaning I give it, Okay. As long as I'm not attached to it, whatever, I walk down the street, whatever comes through, whatever I see, as long as it just passes through me without being attached as really good or bad or an emotion okay. that guards there. Okay. So, and then I was thinking last week, okay, well, I'd like to have, you know, a, a, a 10 course gourmet dinner. Boy, that'd be nice, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. As long as I can live without it and if I have it and I enjoy it, then that's okay all right, then at the same time I think, well, okay, I know it's you know uh, all right then then what about making love with a beautiful woman you know uh, mm-hmm. okay, every now and then that you know as long as I'm not trying to attach something more meaning to it than what it is uh, uh, but i'm I'm using the gourmet meal okay i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying making love to this beautiful woman but uh, it's i don't know i've kind of got a conflict there that I haven't resolved i think i'm not sure where your conflict is other than you know uh, you're,
0: are you are you are you experiencing some kind of guilt associated with your spirituality and your
1: physio physiological no essence or what no i think the main thing i think yeah, I think probably so. I'm saying it's easier to come up with a 10-course gourmet meal than it is to find a beautiful woman in my bed. <laughs> you know, one of the things I've, I've experimented with and, and tried was
0: I've I decided that I would try and do things from the other persons. Like I will look at a person and I will imagine this or imagine this and, uh, and, and think that they're thinking this or they're thinking that. And so I'll just go ahead and put myself over there and I'll look at me and I'll go, okay, what am I thinking? It's kind of like jumping on the other side of the fence, you know? And, and I'm realizing that, well, that person's going to think and believe whatever I want them to think or believe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if I personally decide to adventure into that and, and experiment with it, you know, physically with that person, then, then I'm going to get whatever results I get and I don't always know what that's going to be.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's like, this. maybe that's the appeal. I don't know. You're walking down the street and you're every good looking woman, you're undressing them with your eyes, you know? Okay. So that's, that's energy going out to them, you know, and it's, it's, it's received on the way on the same vibe that it's sent. Uh, Nothing good or bad about it. It just you know, or or you don't. You just you know, say, see a body go by, and it's neutral. But you know they're experiencing it. It's all good.
0: Jack. They may not recognize it, but they're experiencing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and believe, because that's what we do. We have that ability because we're all all we're doing is just interchanging, you know, that energy amongst the bodies, and it's happening. Our our brain. You know, our mind may not interpret what another person's thinking really. Okay, well, that that person could be thinking, you know, the very best or the very worst of us. We don't know.
1: I, I think that uh, that every thought goes out and is received on the way that it's sent out. It's just energy. And so, if I'm thinking less lascivious thoughts about some woman, doesn't matter if she's in front of me or a hundred miles away. Exactly. And so, um, but so what am I doing? I'm just. I'm just, you know, it's like mental masturbation. I'm not doing anything, you know, I, I'm just, you know, um, I'm just creating more illusions and fantasies. Exactly. So I got to get myself back in hand and say, what's, you know, come back to truth here, Nathan, and uh, what's real, what, what's it for? You know, like we just read, what's, what do I want to come of this? And what's it for? Is it for truth or for illusions? Do I want to live in my illusionary dream world? You know, and that's where I've lived a lot of my life, I'm sure. And you know, I'm not going to judge it. You know, one way or another, I've just wasted time, maybe. And that's not even a concept either, <laughs> it's a hit me, So,
0: well, we do judge it, but but you know, the thing is, is that if we choose to, if we choose to make it real, you know, we can bring a lot of conflict and confusion into it and it can extend out so far and wide. I mean, I, I've had experiences where I will think of a woman and, and a certain way. And next time I see that woman, she treats me differently than what she did before. And I'm going, why is that? <laughs> you know, why is she more friendly or why is she more aggressively, you know, mean or, or something?
1: Yeah. Um, I think Once I noticed that you're, you're you're right on target with it, and uh, I think what with me is uh, it, it's just to to try to maintain that neutral, you know, about everything to where it's there's not any every relationship is just neutral it is and let it happen at the moment.
0: And, and let me let me mention something there, Nathan. It, it will occur for you, okay, because spirit. As spirit awakens you, you will change your mind about things. Yes. You don't force it. You yes. don't have to worry about it.
1: And I think what it is, I'm trying to hang on. You know. To, yes. To, I'm trying to <laughs> hang on, to, <laughs> right. and, and, uh, and there, there comes the rub, isn't it? You there know?
0: it is, right there.
1: <laughs> and be, it's hard to be honest with yourself sometimes. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is yeah boy you get the nail on the end there <laughs> yeah, yeah it is I, I'm trying to hang on to to. Uh, yeah uh,
0: and that's okay don't, you know it's like don't pressure yourself don't, don't, don't feel bad about it. don't feel guilty don't feel don't feel I mean just allow spirit to awaken you because your awakening is what, what's going to put it in perspective okay and it will just happen you don't have to worry about it as long as you're having those thoughts it's because you still got them Okay, And until spirit is able to help you change your mind and see things differently, you're going to continue to have them. So don't worry about it. Just be at peace. And believe me, I I mean, I wasn't kidding earlier when I said being at peace opens that doorway between spirit and and your, your ego mind. It opens that doorway. And spirit is able to penetrate. You know your thoughts and, and your mind, and, and and help you to understand. It will just happen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to force it. You don't have to feel eager. You don't have to anticipate. You know, it's just wow.
1: Yeah, and to get away from the idea that you you think you got to sacrifice something, you know, or give something yeah. up. You know, that's a big uh, I think a big pitfall, and that the course talks about a lot that the what are you giving up? You're actually giving up nothing but pain. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we've been convinced that, no, there was some pleasure. <laughs> we, we sure resist giving certain things up, though. <laughs> we got, we got, short, we got uh, short vision because, you know, the things that were pleasurable at one time, if you keep doing that, they, they bite you in the ass, you know, okay. anyway, and they're not so pleasurable anymore. Yeah. So, uh, we've got short vision and uh, not the big picture.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: Very true. And and we remember that the body is just a communication device, you know. So yeah. uh, it's communicating love, or it's communicating, you know, illusions.
0: Different things.
1: Yeah. We
0: just have to learn to interpret them for what they are, and if we're really if we're really wanting to uh, awaken from the illusion, spirit will take us there. By, by awakening us and making us aware. But if we're going to be resistant to it, he's not going to force us. And that's what the Course is.
1: I think it brings back into faith what we were reading today. You know, we want spirit. You know, we do have faith that spirit will guide us to coming home and to awakening. But I think the, 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 the fuel, it's got to be faith, you know, too. A willingness, yeah. Willingness, yeah, willingness, willingness.
0: We have, we have the faith.
1: Willingness, okay? we, faith? maybe, maybe you say that. Is that not? The, <laughs> well, <laughs> we what? want to believe. I'll
0: say that we want to believe that spirit will awaken. But when it comes to our our wants, okay, instead of our needs, we get rather picky. And and we we tend to choose which one we want to listen to the most at the moment. Mm-hmm. And each time you have that choice, you know you're you're either strengthening your your desire to awaken or you're strengthening your desire to be separate.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I've I've come to realize and understand that, and believe me, it's been a hard lesson, but. I've had to. I have. I had. I've had to choose. Do I want to awaken or do I want
1: to continue? You know, in my dreaming, or to experience this illusion? And sometimes we choose to keep dreaming. I do. I do too. I, I see the difference. It's easier and easier to see which, what's uh, you know, the true and the false. And sometimes I'll choose the false. You know. And, it's getting uh,
0: easier to differentiate, but.
1: Yeah, I still do the same thing. I choose the false.
0: Yeah. I'm guilty. <laughs> but, but I don't carry that guilt with me much anymore. <laughs> I realize, hey, I just made a choice. You know, Spirit's not judging me for it, it's just saying, well, when you're ready, you're ready.
1: Yeah. It's, what's about making those choices. It's good to know that that witness that's watching this dance of form here, it's, that's, I feel more and more, that's who I am, that's my I am. Uh, and it's just watching it, and uh, it doesn't ever say anything, it's just there, you know. Yeah. yeah. When you're ready, here I am, you know, come, come home, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the prodigal son, you know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying yourself down there.
1: All right. Well, let's try. Uh, How's the
0: group going, anyway?
1: How's the what? The group? How's your group down there? It's good. It's real good. There's uh, two of them, and uh, it's real good. And uh, yeah, the uh, the Spanish one are mostly a bunch of uh, older women. Well, women and Catholic, and they're all. And you know, it seemed like to me they always seem to be. They're they they're all mad at the Catholic Church. It seemed like to me. They, they but every week they want to try to, you know, overhaul it. <laughs> well, no, they're just pissed at all the lies that they were thought, that, you know, and and all that stuff. And so they haven't let go of a lot of that anger. They're angry, and uh, but the the gringos, you know, they seldom you know throw so many stones at organized religion. But these guys are pretty pretty raw with their wounds of the Catholic oh. and, um uh, That must
0: be an interesting experience.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm going to have to talk to him about that one this time. I say, look, <laughs> uh, what you resist persists. You guys, every time I'm here, you, know, you, you, you can't say anything good about it. So you're just wrapping yourself around it. You know, you can't get loose and, yeah. uh, in the Tar Baby kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, it's,
0: it's, it's, they're wanting to change. They're wanting to change someone else or want somebody else to change instead of changing themselves. Yeah. If they change themselves and let go of it and stop, stop judgment. Okay. Yeah. They, they will see a different result, but if they're not willing to see that and do that, they're going to see the same results every time.
1: Yeah, the, you're exactly right. They, they won't let go of their judgment, harsh judgment against that Catholic church. And um, they're stuck, you know, in some form, you know, others, some more than others. but uh, And I see I, w- I had that in me, too, for a long time, but not Catholic church, just any religion, organized religion at all. Why do you? And uh, I particularly was very... Against any religion that would take a young child and program them propaganda when they were so young. And it was so hard. I could see people, you know, I escaped because we didn't have a church or religion, but I've seen so many people that they get that it's like a, a tunnel vision or something, you know, that, that it's so deep that it's hard for them to get rid of these concepts of guilt and hell and devil. Yeah. And I
0: guess one of the things I saw in you was, was uh, and, and why I thought you know you were really ready for this 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 step was, was that you're willing to go ahead and, and push that aside and now and and work on you and, and know that when you change the world will also see change through you. And, and, and it's not as if you have to do anything or be anybody special or anything like that, but your willingness to change yourself, you know, allow yourself to be enlightened. Others will, will see that because you will begin, believe me, you will begin to share more and more.
1: You know, and, the, the and it's only our own minds that we need to work on. Uh, you know, trying to, you know, those who everything out here is just an effect, you know, this, I'm going back always to cause is my own mind. My only job, my only responsibility is my own mind, my own projections, perceptions, truth, you know, has a, so it's, you know, when, when we change the, it's like the rising tide raises all boats, you know? So when we change the whole world, it, it's, it's changing everything. Yes. So, and that's still the way the real real change comes from is inside, in between our ears, you know. So, hmm. yeah.
0: I, 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 when I was talking to my son, uh, I don't know if I I did mention that to you guys, didn't I last? Yes, 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 did. It, it and and we we were talking, and it just reinforced uh, the thought that you know I kept thinking that wealth. Things are changing, and and you know, because I look at it sometimes as I'm going to have to be responsible now. You know, and, and, and it's like as I'm learning this and I'm I'm awakening, I feel like there's a certain level of responsibility being put on me because it goes back to the idea of of um, the this lukewarm thing. You know, you're hot or you're lukewarm. And either either you're sharing and willing to share or, or you're a nobody you know type thing um, that's kind of interpreted through the Bible um, but i I had to realize that that was just false thinking. It was like I have to be willing to awaken myself uh, be awakened by spirit myself uh, on on a more constant basis and be willing. To receive that awakening. And through that, Spirit will just use me however I, I need to be used or I can, you know, uh, effectively be used. And I don't have to worry about that. I don't I don't have to, you know, build any pedestals or anything like that or think that I'm this or think that I'm that. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm everyone. You know, <laughs> after I realize that. And and it's just Christ, it's, it's Spirit trying to awaken. The oneness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and we're all part of it. Yeah, you we're we're said, not any
1: small part. You said a key word for me is responsible. You know, and all my life, or it seemed like all my life that's been it separates the sheep from the goats. You know, and it's the hundred percent. I go back all the time. Hundred percent responsible. Are you are nothing? You know, are you you're just. You're not accepting responsibility. Is that what the goats are? That's what the goats. Yeah, the goats, I guess, would be responsible, and the sheep would be just the ones that follow along. You know,
0: say like, something about 1952 and those those supposed to be
1: goats? you say that? Goats in 1952. <laughs> <laughs> scapegoats, you know. Oh, knows. scapegoats. That's where you got the name scapegoats. <laughs> Bible, you know, they put all the sins on this. Heart. I thought that was funny. But uh, the responsibility for your own mind and, and what's going on there instead of because uh, the world is, it's a victim world and they, it's because nobody's accepting responsibility and as a result, then you're coming into guilt and all those other things, you know.
0: And, and, and it's, it's no, not so much responsibility as it is choosing to be who you are.
1: And owning that, you know, because responsibility. Because otherwise, if I don't own it, you know, I'm not responsible. So it's then, then you're back into cause and effect reversed again. If 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 is my mind, and I am responsible for my nobody. You're not responsible. Nobody else was responsible for my mind. I'm king of my own mind. You know, that's all. I'm king. You know. But, uh, so that's cause, and the world's my effect. That's a hard position to give up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it says you, know, you, you guard your thoughts. You know, you try to, you know, uh, we have so many irresponsible thoughts or so many thoughts that uh, are, we call them idle, but no thoughts are idle. They're all creating on some level. But we're not, we're not very mm, adept at channeling those thoughts and keeping them on the love vibration, let's say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're very true about that. Yeah. That's cool. This is a course in mind training. So yeah, uh, I've got a lazy mind. Lots of times it doesn't, it doesn't drift into love. It, it, it goes down to the red light district or something, you know,
0: <laughs> I don't know so much. Uh, that it's lazy so much as it is, it's just conflicted and confused. And, and I'm learning the more and more I read the course, I realize more and more how much I uh, just misconstrued so much. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so thankful that that's starting to turn around. And and how deep it goes. You know? How deep it
1: goes. Oh God. It, you know, you get, you get some of these truths cropping up and you see them, but then you see how much, you know, how much further there is to go. Mm-hmm.
0: And I try not to look at that so much as I <laughs> believe you. You know how that can affect you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, geez, there's no end to this. <laughs> there's no end to this. <laughs> but as I, and I, believe, I tried to journal. I've been trying to journal on every section that we have, that we've gone over. And obviously I have more blanks than I do. You know, actually, written something. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe a handful out of so many that we've read. But uh, each time I do take the time to journal on, on a section, a new section, it, it just there's so much correlation yeah. that goes on between them all, and, and it and it opens up new avenues of uh, of um, of that relationship, you know, between them all. And it and it and it just kind of expands, and it's it's a gradual thing. I think there was one point in there that talked about the Holy Spirit, how uh, the Holy Spirit just gradually awakens you, you yeah. know, uh, gently. I think is the that used. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm so thankful for that
1: because otherwise I'd probably been in an insane asylum. Yeah. And it's gently when you're when we stay in the moment, you know, then exactly, And it, it's always gentle yes
0: exactly well brother i hope you have a wonderful all week
1: down there all right well you how's, too. The, how's the passport thing going well i have it on my calendar here i can start tracking it tomorrow on dhl so uh i've sent it all off so now it's a matter of tracking to be sure it, it has a homing pigeon and it comes back <laughs> 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 i'm hoping it does know i'll be here a long time yeah yeah,
0: is this the first time that's ever happened?
1: Yeah, it is. Otherwise, I may be a wetback. You know, the only way I get back in the states. <laughs> the yeah. Well, let me know and I'll drive down here at the, at the border and pick you up. <laughs> All right, okay, brother. But your,
0: your crossings on your own, buddy.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. I love you. Stay well Jack. You too,
0: brother. All right. Bye, bye. <laughs>